This is Agents Influence Podcast. I think that a lot of us are worried about saving an account and we shop out of our own pocket. If I'm price sensitive as a CSR or as a account manager, I'm assuming the client's price sensitive. So really, it's how much do you have to save, first of all, for the customer to be happy? And are they going to expect it again next year? We don't have a magic wand. But if we know our market, so we know it's in the ballpark, talk them through it and talk about why it increased or what's happening. So I think just taking a step back and reviewing it and explaining it is super important. I'm Jason Cass, and we're going to help you think differently. Change your agency. Change your finances. Change your family. And in the end, we're going to change an industry. Let's go. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to another episode of Agents Influence Podcast Conversations with me, Jason Cass. And there, I laugh automatically because uh, we already messed up, and I'm still going to mess up his name. Staven Harrington. Dakota. Dakota. I just can't get it. But it depends on if you're from the far, southern part of France or, you know, where you're actually yeah. from. Louisiana, I mean. <laughs> Parts of Canada where they speak French. I'm sure I'm offending people. It's all good. <laughs> Oh, Steven, that's great. That's great. Oh, so loyal listeners, we actually already did about four minutes of this and we had to back it up again because I guess I think I hit a wrong button and I think it would have sounded absolutely terrible for you. Uh, So that's so funny because I didn't get his name right then and I wasn't even going to attempt at that time. If you look at it, loyal listeners, it's one of those names. It's just like, I mean, as as an ignorant um, white American, I can't get it in my head, right? But then he says, and it sounds so, so easy. So... Steve, you down with the APP. Yeah, you know me. How are you doing? And uh, are you doing good? Yeah. No, I love it. I think I finally found where I belong. Yeah, let's tell us. Tell us about where that is. I know you a little bit from, you know, you come into brain shares and other things, but tell us about, tell us your past. Well, you were born in, you said, Tacoma. um, And then you said in high school, take us from there. You wanted to be a dentist or something? I was going to be a dentist. Yeah, I did a bunch of job shadowing and pre-med to do dental when I was in high school. Went off to community college to get some, get my feet wet with higher education and realized that probably wasn't the best career for me. I didn't like science and I didn't like chemistry, so it's kind of it an just issue. wasn't going to work. It was kind of an issue, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> that and, and I also and, struggled with like the complicated math. Yeah. To, to, and dude, and I hear they, they have a high suicide rate, you know, so you, you saved yeah. your life not going. I'm serious. Dennis, I, there's I, like some, I could have I saved my- <laughs> Yeah, you could have saved your life. But I'm serious. Like, like there's something like them looking into a hole or a mouth or something like that. It causes some kind of stress on the brain or some shit. It's really crazy. Anyways, one yeah, of my good friends I is a know. dentist. And so he, they, they have to go through like schooling and shit on this stuff. But anyways, mm-hmm. so, so after that, you didn't want to be a dentist. What'd you do? Retail. I thought it was going to be a magical world of, you know, retail. And I was like, I don't like working nights or weekends. So that's not going to work. So then I became a bartender. <laughs> that was just all nights and weekends. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, I should probably get up during the day. I don't want to be a 70-year-old bartender. I mean, as glamorous as that might sound. And I got a job as a file clerk in an insurance office. Really? Where, uh, I, where I got to... 
Uh, 22, I think. 23, somewhere in there. So All right. a little over 20 years ago. Wow. So and from there, there. I then what'd you do? Got you... there. One of the agents quit one day with no notice. And I was like, it's not hard to be an agent. You just go take a stupid test. And the owner was um, like, okay, cool. I'll pay for the test if you pass it the first time. I'll pay for the school if you pass your test the first time. If you don't, you pay for it. Yeah. And I was broke. I mean, I'm, you know, going to the bar every night, having a good time, living my 20s. And I was like, it can't be that hard. <laughs> went and took the 40-hour class in Washington. Monday went and took the test. I'm like, I'm an agent. And he's like, cool, you're going to run the agency. <laughs> oh, shit. I was like, yay. <laughs> I'm an insurance manager. <laughs> wow. So I hired my my uh, spouse's mom to be the office manager. She took the payments and answered the phone, and I dealt with all the policies. Wow. <laughs> with with like six months experience in insurance. I learned how to re-underwrite everything because the book was on fire and that was my goal was to drive across the countryside and take photos and run MVRs and re-underwrite an entire book of business. Wow. I mean, in 20 years ago, so this is the early 2000s? <laughs> yeah, early 2000s where we still faxed everything in. We had U105s, magical little pink forms we got to send out and mail into the carrier to let them know when a Rating manuals. Bad. Yeah, finger. I call it finger rating. Triplicate applications with a typewriter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How it old are you, pretty, Stephen? Pretty amazing. Forty-five. Okay, I'm forty-four. Okay, and I started mm -hmm. in two thousand two. So, mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, we started and, right about the exact same time. And we had the best training. And and what I mean by that was is literally, I, I said the guy said you're going to sit in the front office. I'm going to pay you eight dollars an hour, and when that phone rings, you answer it. I remember the first time a phone rang, I didn't answer it. And his, his wife, who sat next to me, answered it. And so the next time the phone rang, I didn't answer it, and she answered it. And she got off and she said, I don't know if you remember what my husband told you, but we hired you to answer that phone. And I said, <laughs> I, I said, well, I don't know what to say if somebody asked me a question. She said, well, there's only so many they're going to ask you. And once you figure those out, you'll be like a rock star. And that was the truth, man. I just had to answer the phone and just start going at it. Now, I'm going to tell you what, yeah. that's the worst training, but that's some of the best damn training you can possibly have. It really, truly is. Absolutely. Yep. As long as somebody's guiding it, right? As long as somebody's yeah. got some guardrails there saying, hey, wait, you know, don't do that because you don't want to pick up bad uh, uh, luggage at the beginning. So, so then, anyways, you became owner, I guess, eventually. No, no, never became the owner. I was just... Okay. I was just running things without knowing I was running it. So, <laughs> Owner was never there. If there was a big problem, I'd call him on his phone and be like, hey, I don't know what to do with this. Otherwise, I just went with it. Was it high personal? So ended up, yeah, uh, egg. It was farm and personal. So I did okay. a lot of farm at the beginning. Okay. Uh, he ended up selling to two ladies who owned an agency in university place right outside of Tacoma. And mm -hmm. I got hired by them to because they didn't know ag at the time. So ah. I became the farm agent and personal lines oh. assistant for them. And it was hilarious. They were the girls that sell insurance was their tagline. So when I got hired, <laughs> the girls, some people find it offensive. They named it. They named themselves that. So when I got hired, they had to add to the bottom of it and Steven too. Kind of, kind of amazing. <laughs> so for like the first six months of me going out, it was like, are you one of the girls? I was like, I could be. I mean. Oh, my God. Uh, 
So yeah, so then all of our all You're of our promotional material changed to the girls of fell insurance and Steven too. <laughs> and Steven too. Yeah, you can and see Steven you can too. see how naming your business is really important when it comes to brand. If you're trying to exclude <laughs> include people other than the owners who started the thing, right? Right. It's really almost right. as silly as naming yourself Cass Insurance Agency. Really, if you think about it, right? Yeah. It's it's about yeah. business bad. I mean, seriously. Now, if you bought yeah. Cass's insurance agency, I get that. But today, starting it with your name, I think is just as inclusive as would be uh, the girls that sell insurance. That's a little lesson right there, loyal yeah. listeners. Say that, ching, ching. <laughs> Steven's firing them out and he didn't even realize it. So, Steven, and so, so, I mean, the... I don't want to say why did you join APP. I mean, because let's just be honest. Yeah. Kel, Kel, and this How is much? my show, right? This is my show. Kelly's fucking awesome. Yeah. Right? Let's just say it right yeah. now as it is. Let's just call it like it is. She is like super beast mode, right? And so obviously Absolutely. that was probably one of your big attractions. But where did you and Kelly first, uh, where did you guys first meet? And tell us how this came about. Yeah. So I worked at the Girls That Sell Insurance for years. I ended up managing that agency for about 10 years. Okay. We got tired of, I was, we got so streamlined. It was me and the owner only at the end. And I was tired of making payments and doing ID cards and all that basic stuff and was like, Hey, I'm getting really bored. I could do this in my sleep. I, you pay me extremely well. So I'm dumb to leave, but I need a new challenge. <laughs> and so I went to work at I went to run personal lines department at cross insurance, which was a complete change. So when I went over to cross insurance is when we hired Kelly to come in and start doing all of the programs, the retention, the sales, the assessments, and started really working with her. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I started doing Hawksoft roadshows and training people how to clean up their database in Hawksoft. Gotcha. So people kept asking me if I was consulting, and I was like, no. And Andrew, my boss at the time, was like, you're dumb. Do it. Gotcha. And I was like, I, I'm running an agency. He's like, you could do both. Figure it out. So Kelly at the same time was like, hey, uh, we got Andrew's blessing ahead of time. And I actually started working with some of her Hawksoft clients, helping them clean up their database while she was working on them with the programs. Gotcha. So – at Cross Insurance, we ended up going through all of the programs, and just recently they sold. So when they sold, I called Kelly and was like, hey, I'm going to do consulting full time. You know, I don't know if I want to do the Hawksoft thing or what. And she's like, well, you know, I'm looking for someone. <laughs> oh, and it was just kind of like one of those, like, you know, short-term engagements that ended in marriage. It was like, boom, boom, boom. I think I, <laughs> I, think I flew out. We, it was. I mean, that's what she said. She's like, that's the fastest wedding ever, right? Like, I think that I was in the same state, called her, we got together for dinner, we talked about working together, and had an offer within a couple of days that we were both happy with. Dude, I, I, I can see it. Uh, I, I really can. I mean, you're, you're great people. She's just, she's just, like I said, she's, she's the bomb. She's a class act. She's super beast mode. She has yeah. the respect of people. Not only does she have the respect of agency owners, she has more respect and has a cult following with CSRs, account managers, senior yeah. account managers. Those, those people, like she speaks for them. 
you know, and, and when yeah. she, when, when she talks at brain share, you can tell her total positioning is that, and, and that's why we love her in the mastermind is like, it's like you, she makes us stop thinking so much just about us and what's important. One of the things she said to me one time, Steven, and I just love to, to tell people about this. I mean, it rocked my world. And she said, one of the things she was talking and it was in a conversation. So a loyal listeners understand she was in a conversation in this. And she gave an example about how a, um, an agent who is being uh, paid, let's just say 50% commission, they have this book of business and they leave. And that book of business will then be put onto an account manager for them to handle and they're not paid any commission. Yeah. But yet the person who was there when the account manager was the one probably handling it anyways, when the agent was there, now that the agent's gone, they handle it, which usually is a woman. I mean, literally, I'm going to say like mm-hmm. eight out of 10 or nine out of 10 people working in an agency that are probably account managers are probably women. But maybe that's mm-hmm. not that way in your big city where you live, but in uh, America's kitchen, the heartland around here, that's what it looks like out here. So, but, yeah. but when she, but when she said that, Steven, it made me realize like, oh, shit, I've had agents leave my office and I gave it to my service. Oh man, that just kind of, just kind of gave me a little gut punch there, right? That she stands, she talks from that position. Well, exactly. And I think that's one of the things that that is really eye-opening when we do the assessments. I have quite a few people I'm working with now on that aspect of what we do and talking about compensation or Mm -hmm. like comp comp plans or incentive plans. And they're like, well, yeah, but they're not producing. They're not producing, but they're, they're keeping the business. Like, it's more important to keep it than it is to bring it in. Mm-hmm. If we can keep it, we make a whole lot more money. We know whole it takes a couple of years for your accounts to become profitable. So Speaking that's of, great that the producer's on fire. Yeah, it does. No. But we got to keep it. Got to keep it. Now, let's talk about that. Because one of the things, loyal mm-hmm. listener, when I was in the quote unquote green room, I always like to say that, Stephen, it makes it sound like, like it's like <laughs> real, real like professional setting around here. Even though not I'm in a, my basement, he's room. in his house. That's just how it is. Uh, loyal <laughs> listeners, by the way, it is November 17th um, at 930 in the morning. They always like to know that. Central Standard Time. Nah. Also, so stop the shop, right? That's stop something the Stop the reshop. That is something that Stephen, I said to him specifically, I said, something you just really in you that you want to talk about. And he said, Jason, stop the reshop. Stephen, it's your platform. Rock and roll. Why do we do it? Why is it bad? What should we do? Give us your thoughts. I think that a lot of us are worried about saving an account and we shop out of our own pocket. So, you know, if it's if I'm price sensitive as a CSR or as a, you know, account manager, I'm assuming the client's price sensitive. There you go. There, a lot of times there's nothing we can do. The rates are changing across the state, across the U.S. I mean, rates are changing everywhere. So really, it's how much do you have to save, first of all, for the customer to be happy? And are they going to expect it again next year? You know, we don't have a magic wand to be able to, Jason, I want, I want to save $700 on my auto insurance. Is it realistic? Probably not, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if we know if we know our markets so and we know it's in the ballpark, talk them through it and talk about why it increased or what's happening. Did they have activity? Was there a claim? Mm-hmm. Was it just general rates? We know the cost of everything is skyrocketing. Gas was three, now it's six, right? Yep. 
and insurance takes two to three years to relevel after anything happens. So we're still playing catch up from whatever happened two, three years ago. Mm-hmm. But we don't explain that to the customer. So when the customer calls in and they're upset about price or about the rate increase, we don't talk them through why it changed. We're just like, let me try to fix that for you. Let me try to fix that for you. We're, the service team is normally people pleasers. So the, their first reaction is, I'm going to fix it. So I think just taking a step back and reviewing it and explaining it is super important. But if we also know that the rates are crazy everywhere, the other thing they like to do, the service people like to do is shop it ahead of time. So if they see the rate increase come in and they just go instantly requote it, and then they try 10 times to reach out to the customer and the customer doesn't care. Mm-hmm. The customer's like, why are you calling me? They never call back. And then you're like, but, but I have a beautiful quote for you and I can save you $27 a month. And the customer's like, yeah, just pay my bill. Thanks. I'm, I'm not interested. It's true. <laughs> you know, it's are very, we providing the value of the policy or just the price of the policy? Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, A.K. agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. So, so one of the things that I hear Billy Williams talk about, love to get your thoughts, not on so much his, but how you do it is, is he says everybody should be, I asked him, I said, Billy, should we reshop it and remarket everybody? And he actually said that he has taken a, um, a couple months worth of this agency and this agency and had them reshop and then have them not reshop. He's like, Jason, there wasn't much movement in the retention whatsoever from either side. Okay. So, but mm-hmm. what he think he did say though, is we have a process that starts 60 days out that we let them know that, Hey, we know your renewals upcoming. We're going to be reviewing it. We're going to be, and we'll yep. let you know if there's any issues, if there's something you see in the meantime, let us know. And he says, and then if it comes within that threshold or however he did it, it does get reshopped in certain situations, but a lot of times he says it doesn't. It's more connecting with them saying, hey, we know it went up 12%, but did you know this, 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 and this, as you said, but then also yeah. giving yeah. them ways to lower it, like raising deductibles and other things that can help Multiple them, right? Policy discount. There you go. What do you think about all that, Stephen? Is that, is that what you're trying to say? I think it's 100% correct. I think what I look at it from is a time management standpoint, like, I'm so busy all day, right? Which we're not allowed to use that word. I might have gotten in trouble, you know, recently <laughs> for saying that out loud. I wasn't thinking about myself, of course, but <laughs> at APP, we don't use the word busy. So I, I probably just pushed some buttons right there. Um, but account managers and people come to us all the time, they're like, I'm so busy. Okay, well, you just requoted 10 things that, I mean, you know, pro- you're trying to be proactive, which is okay, but. If we have a process, we don't have to reshop everything. If it hits a certain threshold, maybe. Maybe we should take a look at it, but first we should be looking at why it changed. Mm-hmm. Is it activity? Is it claims? If it's something that the client did, call them and say, hey, you got a speeding ticket or you had a claim. Here's mm-hmm. why your rate changed. Mm-hmm. We, don't, we shouldn't be shopping dirty accounts, right? Like if, right. It's, if it's got activity, it needs to stay. 
So I think it's more from the time, like freeing up your time. I would rather have you quote a cross sell than three reshops. Like let's add value to the client. Let's lower the rate by combining the home and auto. Let's lower the rate by giving them another line versus trying to shop it with another market. Mm -hmm. That's, that's well said. It's well said, but also sometimes it's easier said than done. It takes that time. And I think there's, don't, would you agree, Stephen, that there's other things on the outside, or let me see, there's other things that that CSR may be dealing with, like a lack of time, not having good processes, the efficiency is terrible. Yeah. And it's just another thing they feel they have to do, right? Right. Absolutely. And they, they, don't have the, they don't have the time to do the review with the client or tell the client that we're going to be reaching out if we see an issue. So, mm-hmm. It all stacks on top of each other. So with horrible processes or not clear operations, we waste a lot of time and we stress out our staff. So I think we really need to make sure that we're doing everything in a replicatable way where people understand what the process is. And so how do you teach that? Would you say, hey, you guys get together and let's let's talk this out and role play it and how you would do that? I mean, what do you how do you coach people to actually put this into place? A lot of role play. I, I think role play is great. I think also just listening, like I learned a lot from listening to podcasts and just watching videos on YouTube and, you know, sales training or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't even have to be industry specific, but I learned a lot from mortgage and real estate as well, where I'm like, oh, you know, that's how they're closing that sale, right? It has mm-hmm. nothing to do with insurance, but mm-hmm. just listening to things and I think if you come up with your top 10 objections, like, here's what I hear all the time. Like, here's the things everybody tells me. And you just have an answer for it. When you go into a call, you're like, they're either going to yell at me, they're going to call me a name, or everything's going to be fine. (laughs) Right? And if they yell at you, you're like, check, that just happened. They call you a name, you're like, check, that just happened. Cool. The only thing we can do now is I'll solve their problem. Mm Mm-hmm. And I would I mean, even say, like, what I would, uh, we're trying to work through this right now, Stephen. You're talking about something that's going on in our agency um, because of the reshops that we've seen a slight uptick, but I think it could only get more. It, yeah. It's about where we're at right now is coming up with those five to 10 places you should look first, right? Like, did mm-hmm. they have any activity? right? Are their deductibles yeah. super low? And there's those type of things. I imagine you work with people as well to not only the objection, but here's also where we look before we go to yeah. reshop. Absolutely. And I, I mean, we have during our review process, our annual review process, we have a whole checklist of look for these 20 discounts. Which ones do they already have? Which ones might they still be able to get? Ah, if they have this, 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 or this, we will not reshop it. So my favorite thing, I've been working with a bunch of new CSRs and they were reshopping homes, but they were then getting inspections and being canceled because it was a tough market in their area. So oh. when somebody calls about home rate, they're like, cool, how old is the, I need to get some update information. How old is the roof on your house? When was the plumbing and electrical last updated? And if any one of those doesn't fit the new underwriting guide, they're like, cool. Well, unfortunately at this point, you're in a solid market and I can't get you anything more competitive unless you want to replace your roof, update your wiring and get new plumbing. Wow. Is that something you're willing to do for me to get you a lower rate on your home policy? Mm-hmm. Wow, and then, I, like I mean, that. and it can trigger the client at the same time. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. so we have to work about 
when you're telling somebody that they're the best place they can be unless they get a new roof, why mm-hmm. would I spend $20,000 to save 200 on my home? Right. Absolutely right, Mr. Customer. That's why I'm saying you should stay where you're at. An inspection's mm-hmm. going to happen. You know, would and, you, you know, be willing to paint or put up railings? Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and sometimes our, our staff, though, like they come up like I do as well and other things with excuses. We always try to um, we always try to make the exception the rule. Right. So they'd be like, right. well, one time I said that, Stephen, and they did this. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, but really, let's think about that collectively, guys. How much has that happened to all of us? And what's it happened once or twice? I mean, we can't yeah. we have to understand that sometimes these objections were role playing. Sometimes these things we're looking for. Sometimes these discounts fit. But the person still is just not going to be. Um, it, it's either have to be shopped or not going to have to be shopped. There's a, there's just a lot of differences, but you're going to have and those one-offs. Is the customer the best fit for the agency culture? Good point. That's the other question. That's sometimes, a good point. I mean, we fight for retention, but sometimes losing a client is a great thing to do. I fired clients before because they were a horrible fit for the agency and they were mm-hmm. high maintenance. Mm-hmm. They were a perfect fit for somebody else down the street that has lots of free time to coddle them and listen to all of their complaints and mm-hmm. talk about their cat all day long. Unfortunately, I was not the right person for that. I mean, so what we have to do is look at activities. If a client's calling in two to three times a month to make payments or make changes or 10 minutes a call times three a month is 30 minutes times 12 months is how many hours a year are you spending working with that customer? See ya. Yeah. Right. I would rather spend that time cross-selling or building relationships with the low-maintenance client that is a great fit for the agency. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'd rather my people be taking a five or 10 minute break rather than dealing with that damn person. Right. I mean, at least get a little bit of sanity and we're not losing any money. I mean, seriously, it gets that ridiculous. Uh, Travis and I, um, he, he's, he's gained a lot. I'm, I've been under the, the, the assumption for a long time, Steve, we're not, a, we're not a nonprofit. We, we insure nonprofits, but we're not a nonprofit. Right. Like we got to make money and uh, well, you know, that person really needs help. Well, I'm willing to ask questions. I'm willing to see, is there a solution we can provide? But it's also kind of like parenting with my kids. I'm only going to help you out or we should only help you out so many times before you got to like start acting uh, big on your own here, right? Before before that mm-hmm. needs to happen. I do not feel that we have an obligation to help every person. And I think that no. a, ma- a, um, a large majority of agencies do. Would you agree or disagree on that? No, I absolutely agree. I think that we get stuck in that. Somebody called me and I have to help them. Mm-hmm. You know, their house is built on stilts over a lake that has a trampoline that goes into the pool where they have the piranha pit, right? Well, somebody's got to. Like, I'm going to find a market for this. <laughs> somebody's got to. But if it's monoline and they won't give me the rest of the account, is that someone me? Uh, no. Someone's got to. <laughs> somebody's got to. That's where our captive friends are our friends. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's so well said. That is so well said. 
Oh, God, that's great. Steven, wrapping this up, man, um, anything yet left you had to say? Um, agency Performance Partners is a fantastic partner of agency intelligence, has been for many, many years. Um, her and I knew each other. Kelly and I knew each other back before she even had her own business. And I'm just I'm so glad. I, I love people who are good for our industry. And APP and Kelly and, and Heath and you, and I'm probably missing people, are so good for our industry and what you do try to make it better. Anything you want to close up with, Steven? No, I just yes, I should I shouldn't say no, I should say yes. Uh, actually, we're growing again, so we're doing final interviews this week with a couple of people to bring on another coach. Somebody, people in the industry that we know, that's going to be kind of like a Stephen uh, coming, like whoa, hey, no, no, not, not that I'm a no, I don't think they're no. that well known. Okay, but they're a little depending on which one we go with, they're a little secret ninja. So we're really looking Uh-oh. forward to growing. God. Here we grow again. We can't stop. We can't stop. My phone won't stop ringing. I came on board and suddenly I'm almost fully booked and we had to bring on somebody else within 90 days. Oh my gosh. So you're, I mean, you're, you're doing your, your schedules. Wow. Fantastic. Steve. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I think I have three or four more spots for 24 month clients and I'm done for almost two years. Building these, building these, you're building your own little empire. He's got his own little empire. Kelly's got her own little empire. And together, it's just creating forward change and momentum in the greatest industry God ever created, right? That, that, um, giving a voice to those who have no voice in the greatest industry to create forward momentum change in the greatest industry God ever created. That's our motto, right? And I think that yeah. the motto that you guys serve as well of, of trying to do that, creating these own little empires and saying, where can we fit in? And, and one of the greatest probably characteristics of, of Kelly is her ability to listen, but her also her ability to hear where the need is, right? And for her to be able yeah. to have for her to be able to have the, the roots and the status she has that when Stephen comes available, to be able to plop, pop that that talent that quickly. Um, I just don't uh, – once again, here's what I got to say to any loyal listeners listening. Tell me another consulting outfit firm like APP that's in our industry. Like you, you're not going to find them. There may be some like big people that that serve the big-time brokers of like a 1,000 people or more and they're big marketing companies in New York. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about people who are actually building an organization with and allowing people to build their own empire to help the greatest yeah. industry God ever created. That's what she's doing, Stephen. Well, and that's the one of the things is – it's like we're the COO that has no equity, right? So we come in, we're helping with the operations, we're getting everything ready, we're mm-hmm. building the team and the culture, and then we're out, right? I mean, we know what the process is, and it's a mm-hmm. long-term commitment, but yes. we know at the end, it's going to be a well-oiled machine that is a beautiful thing to grow and create. And the resources. So you have your experience, but you have so many resources that everybody else who's on that team is bringing to the table, you know? So it's, uh, it's really, really electric, really electric. I love Kelly. I love Heath. I love you. I love what you guys do. You're good for the industry. Um, and that's all that matters. So Steven, congratulations to you, man. And I, uh, uh, can't you. wait to you. I hope maybe this podcast will get you a couple more of those consultants that mm-hmm. are uh, appointments that will, 
Only buzzing at the end of the year. Two years. I mean, good for you, Steve. Good for you. Two good years. for you. You're stuck and with I me for two years. Yes, yes, yes. That's okay. I'm going to see you at BrainShare, the same place that we yeah. are going to see everybody else. You need to go to AIBrainShare.com, AIBrainShare.com. You need to get on the list. Over 200 and some odd people have already signed up to get an invite. Now, I'm just going to say this as I close up. This is important to know. 125 people can come. 20 to 25 of those seats are going to be sponsors. That leaves 100. Every year, between 60 to 70 mastermind champions come every year. That leaves around 30 to 40 seats. This year, our mastermind has grown, and I'm telling you, there's going to be a lot more people coming because it's going to New Orleans. So that basically leaves 30 seats for the 277 that are on that list. So what I'm saying is, is registration is going to go open up, I believe, on January 9th to all the champions, to the mastermind champions that are part of the mastermind. And then it's the following week, which I believe if I add nine, I think that would be the 16th or 17th. It's the following Monday. So it's those Mondays that will be opening up. And I guarantee it's going to sell out within about two weeks. So if I was you, I would go to AIBrainShare.com and I would get on that list um, so that you could be part of what is going on. Every year after it happens and I post about it, you always say, Jason, next year I'm going. AIBrainShare.com. Hey, Stephen, appreciate you coming on, man. Appreciate you. Thank you. And you know, you down with an APP. You know him. <laughs> so this has been Jason Cash. You know what I do because I do it for you. Tell me your thoughts and tell me your ideas, and I'm going to tell the world what you have to say. This has been Cass. He's Harrington with the other name that I can't pronounce unless it's in the they south part of France. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. Really? We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now listen, I'm an agency owner and I, you know how it is. To, to fix a problem, the first thing you gotta do is you gotta admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com. Check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, virtual intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60 second commercial. But you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland. And we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast certified.